Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about acronyms. If you don't know what acronyms are, if you look on this person's jacket, it looks like this person is in the FBI which in the United States is the Federal Bureau of Investigation. An acronym is when we take the first letters of two or three or four words um for something and we just use the letters to refer to that. Um in my research, I found over 30 acronyms that I could teach you today. Uh so, I'll tell you how we say the acronym. Like this one, we say FBI. We just say the letters. Um and most of them are like that. Um I think one or two are a little different but I'll get to them. Uh and they're almost always capital letters by the way. So, not small letters but capital letters. So, uh FBI is one. I think CIA is another one although I don't have that one on the list but uh, you might hear these acronyms when you watch a TV show or a movie or when you read a book. So, welcome once again to this English lesson about acronyms. ETA. Estimated time of arrival. So, when you are going somewhere, um last week, I actually went to pick my son up from university and at one point, he texted and said, what's your ETA? And what he's asking is, when do you think you will arrive? What is your estimated time of arrival? So, if I was driving to school and my boss uh phoned me and said, hey, you're you're supposed to be here already. Why are you late? What's your ETA? Basically, my boss is saying, when do you think you will be here? What time do you think you will be here? And I would say, oh, in about 10 minutes or my ETA is 9.30 or something like that. So, ETA estimated time of arrival is what that is. Um GPS. Now, this is a very familiar one to all of us. GPS stands for Global Positioning System. And there's actually two parts to GPS. One is there are a lot of satellites in orbit around the earth and you have a device such as your phone that can receive signals from those satellites. My watch also has GPS. So, when I go for a walk, it can track my route. So, GPS stands for Global Positioning System. It allows you to know exactly where you are on the planet. That's exactly what it does. Like you look at your phone and within a a couple centimeters, it knows exactly where you are. Okay, maybe not quite that accurate. Within a meter, it knows exactly where you are. Very handy when you're driving somewhere to use GPS in order to know where you are and then it can tell you even how to get there. BBC. So, if you've been around long enough, you know that I watch a lot of British television. I live in Canada. I live close to the United States but I love British television. In particular, I like uh, police shows uh, on British television. Uh in fact, I'm just watching one now called The Chelsea Detective and I'm I was watching another one as well. Anyways, the BBC is the British Broadcasting Corporation. By the way, we also have a CBC in Canada, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation but the BBC um creates news. They create TV shows. I think there's even multiple channels. I think there's BBC One and BBC Two but BBC stands for British Broadcasting Corporation. Um basically, the the company in Britain that creates a lot of TV shows. I don't know a lot more about it but you say BBC and it stands for British Broadcasting Corporation. PhD. So, this one's kind of strange because 
The word, sorry, the acronym itself I think comes from the Latin but the English version is doctor of philosophy but we hardly ever say doctor of philosophy. A PhD is a degree that you get from a university. So, I went to university and I got a bachelor's degree. I did four years. You can do another year or two and get a master's degree and then after that, you can do another three or four years. I'm not sure the exact time and you'll get a PhD. In Canada and in most parts of the world, in order to be a teacher, you just need a uh, a bachelor's degree. I have a bachelor's of education. You might get your master's degree as well. In order to teach at a college or university though, you usually need to get your master's and you need to be working on your PhD or your doctor of philosophy. Again, we rarely say doctor of philosophy. In fact, no one does but I can tell you this. My I know I think two of my uncles have their PhD on my mom's side. So, what I'm saying there is my mom's brother has a PhD and my mom's brother-in-law has a PhD. So, they were both university professors. They were both very, very smart. RSVP. So, in English, we say RSVP. We rarely say répondez s'il vous plaît. And if we do say répondez s'il vous plaît, we don't say it with a French accent. We usually say répondez s'il vous plaît which sounds very English. Sorry, French speakers but when you invite people, sometimes you ask them to RSVP. So, when Jen and I were getting married, we sent out invitations and we said um RSVP so we know if you're coming or not. When you're having a party of some kind or when you're planning a wedding, you often say please RSVP so we know if you're coming or not because if you're buying food and having a big party, it's nice to know how many people are coming and we we just say RSVP. Please RSVP before January 5th so we can plan the meal. Répondez s'il vous plaît. Merci beaucoup. FYI. So, you'll hear FYI every once in a while uh, and it means for your information. So, someone at school could hand me some papers and say, um, oh, here's a report on this student, um, FYI. Um, this is for your information. So, a lot of times I see this written on a post-it note. So, someone will put papers on my desk with a yellow post-it note and it'll just say FYI and basically, they're saying this is something important that you should know about. So, I am putting it on your desk for your information, FYI. DIY. Do it yourself. So, there's two ways to build a shed. There's two ways to fix your sink in your house. You can either hire someone or you can DIY it. So, when you DIY, it means you do it yourself. If you go on YouTube, there are a lot of DIY videos where they show you how to do different things. If I wanted to build something, let's say I wanted to build a doghouse. I wouldn't pay someone to do to build a doghouse. I would DIY it, okay? So, I would do it myself. I know I switched yourself to myself but when you DIY something or when you uh, do something yourself, we say it's do it yourself. IOU. So, sometimes in the summer um when we're at market, uh I want to go buy a snack and we have money because we're selling flowers but if I take money from the farm, 
I always put a little piece of paper saying I owe you twenty dollars or I owe you ten dollars. So, this isn't exactly a perfect acronym. Have you noticed? Because we use the letter U to represent the word U because they sound exactly the same. But when you have an IOU, it means you owe somebody. So, often if my kids borrow money from me, I'll just say write me an IOU and then on a piece of paper, they'll say IOU $50 and they'll leave it on my desk and then I will remember that they borrowed some money from me. They always hope that I lose the IOU but uh I don't use it. So, anyways, for me, an IOU is a little piece of paper that actually says IOU and then the amount of money and then usually the name of the person so you can remember. ATM. So, we did just mention that ATM when said means an automated teller machine or automatic teller machine. It can mean both. I think automated is the more correct one but if I was at a mall, a shopping mall and I needed to get money from a machine, I might say to someone, is there an ATM in this mall or you might see a sign that says ATM with an arrow and basically it means that there is an automated teller machine, a bank machine, a machine where you can put your bank card in and withdraw some money. ATM but if I send you an email and I say ATM, I'm eating breakfast, it means at the moment I'm eating breakfast. So, like right now. TBA, sometimes at work, we can't plan everything we're going to do in the future. So, someone might say, Jim is retiring this year. We need to plan a retirement party. It will be sometime in June, the exact date and they'll put TBA. Okay. So, it means to be announced. It means we haven't decided yet and it almost always happens with dates. Okay. Um if for instance, I said uh Brent and I are going to do a live lesson during the Christmas break. The date, it's TBA. It's to be announced. So, I don't know exactly when but it will happen at some point. RIP, rest in peace. So, after someone passes away, you will often hear people say rest in peace or IRP or RIP, excuse me, simply meaning that they hope the person um yeah, this is a tough one to describe, right? So, they hope the person has lived a good life and now they are resting from the trials and tribulations of life. So, rest in peace. Kind of a tricky one to describe but you will see this when like when a celebrity passes away, sometimes on Twitter or X, people will do you know RIP and then the name just to show their condolences for that person passing away. FOMO. So, this is a relatively new one um probably in the last 10 years. I think it started with when people want something but then other people are getting it and they don't get it. I don't know if I explained that well enough. But FOMO would be fear of missing out. Currently in Canada, uh Taylor Swift is coming I think next November 2024 and so when tickets went on sale, people had a lot of FOMO. They had a lot of fear of missing out. They were afraid they weren't going to get tickets. Their fear was that other people would get tickets and they wouldn't. Sometimes when the stock market is going up quickly, people have a fear of missing out. They have FOMO that they didn't invest their money 
when they should have. You might be familiar with these next two. Let me have a sip of water here for a sec. ESL stands for English as a second language. We have an ESL teacher at our school. That person teaches students how to speak English. They already speak German or French or Spanish or Chinese but they come to our school to take ESL classes so they can learn English as a second language. Now, lately, we haven't been using this term as much because it it kind of means the person only speaks one language and they're learning English as their second but some of our students already speak two or three languages. So, we've started using the term ELL which is an English language learner. This is probably more accurate. If you come to our school from let's say a place like Germany, you might already speak German and Dutch because you live close to the border. So, you wouldn't be learning English as a second language. You would be learning it as a third language. So, now we try to use the term ELL as much as possible which means English language learner which is what all of you are. You you're all ELL students which is kind of funny because that actually means English language learner student. So, I'm kind of saying learner and student at the end but we do say things like that in English. Like Brent is an ELL teacher. Um in fact, his last little video, the powers out at his school, the title says ELL teacher which would mean English language learner teacher which starts to sound a little wordy. Anyways, CEO, chief executive officer. I seem to have forgotten to put the actual definition there. So, that is chief executive officer. Elon Musk is the CEO of Tesla. I don't think he's the CEO of X anymore but he's the CEO of Tesla. He is the chief executive officer. That means he is he's the boss. There's no one else above. I'm going as high as I can on the screen. He is the boss. He is the owner and boss of the company. Although a CEO doesn't have to own the company just so you know but a CEO is the like the top leader at a company. ID stands for identification. So, this is one where we don't actually take the first letter of each word. We take the first two letters of the word. So, technically, this is an abbreviation I think. Remember the difference between the two? Although we do say both letters. So, can I see some ID? Um in order to get into the bar or club, you need to show ID so they know you're old enough. Um in Canada, if you want to buy beer or wine or alcohol, they will ask to see your ID to make sure that you are 19 years old and that it's legal for you to buy it. So, ID stands for identification. IQ, intelligence quotient. This is a measure of how smart you are. So, you can take an IQ test, an intelligence quotient test. You can take an IQ test and then you will then know your IQ which is a number. Um it's probably somewhere around 120, 130, 140 if you're really smart. Um I don't think it's used as much anymore for testing people's intelligence but if you take an IQ test, it will give you a number and it will let you know um how smart you are. Maybe your IQ is 180. I think then you're definitely a genius. A genius is a very very smart person. 
I think if you're 135 or 145 and above, I think you're in genius territory. PC, personal computer. We still use this term, although most people now just say laptop or MacBook if it's from Apple um because we've moved away from personal computers. But um PC is still used quite a bit. Yeah. I need to buy a new PC. Ah, my PC is not working. Basically, you're talking about your computer. I might buy a new PC this summer because the computer I use for editing is six years old. I might upgrade my PC or I might buy a new PC. We'll see. I'll decide in the summer. I'll see what prices are like. GMO, a genetically modified organism. So, scientists have changed some things to either yield better or grow faster or be more resistant to disease and we call those genetically modified organisms. Soybeans are one of the ones that I think of right away. Um genetically modified soybeans are resistant to certain herbicides. They grow faster and they yield better. There's also genetically modified corn. There's genetically modified um I think Sugar beets, I think, are genetically modified. Maybe cotton. You can grow genetically modified cotton as well. ASAP, as soon as possible. So, this one's interesting. Um, if someone says to me, um, I need this back ASAP, I usually feel a bit rushed. Even though it means as soon as possible, and maybe it's not possible for me to do that until you know, next week, Wednesday. I still feel like if someone says, um, I need this back ASAP, it makes me feel like they need it right away. So, it has a little bit of, it implies that the person needs it back quickly. So, ASAP and that's how you say it. Date of birth, D-O-B. So, when you look at an ID card, like if I look at my license in my wallet, I'm not gonna show you guys but it has actually a line on it that says DOB and then it shows my birthday which we all know is sometime in July or August. We don't know the exact date. Unfortunately, I don't know when my birthday is. That's a lie. But anyways, if you look on someone's ID card and you see a line that says DOB, it's a it means date of birth. Okay. So, and I guess mine probably has French on it too, doesn't it? Let me have a look here for a sec. Date de naissance. Oh, yeah. Has both on there. Okay. Just make sure I'm not showing any of my cards here to you. Uh date of birth D-O-B. So, this is an interesting one. I'm not sure if you are someone who um drinks alcohol. I know some of you do. Some of you don't. But in Canada, if someone has a party, sometimes they'll say you don't need to bring anything. Sometimes they will provide all the food but it will be B-Y-O-B which means bring your own beer or other beverages. So, if I have a party for my brothers and sisters here, I usually say um we're having a party um at the farm. Maybe it's my mom's birthday party uh and I'll say uh don't worry about don't bring any food. Uh Jen and I will provide all the food. Um we'll we'll barbecue hamburgers, everything but BYOB. It's gonna be BYOB which means I'm not buying beer or other alcoholic beverages because that can be kind of expensive. Um so, quite often if you go to a party, if you see um hey, we're having a Christmas party next week. Um 
We'll have lots of food but it's BYOB. It means that you should bring your own beverage of choice. Be that beer or something else. RAM. Your computer has RAM in it. It has a hard drive. It has RAM. It has a video card. It has a lot of different components. The RAM is where everything is stored while your computer is on. It's not a, it's not a great explanation but um it's also something where the more you have the better your computer runs. This computer only has 16 gigabytes of RAM. That one has 32 gigabytes. I use my desktop. I don't know if you can see my desktop. I use my just this dark blob over here. I use my desktop to edit videos. It has more RAM in it. So, RAM stands for random access memory. NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration um is the uh, division of the US government that sends things into space. Um although now I think they have subcontracted a lot of work to SpaceX and other places but if you are familiar with the space shuttle when I was a kid um it was fun to always to watch space shuttle launches on TV. That was from NASA. Um again most people don't actually know what NASA stands for. I had to look it up. Um but maybe you'll watch a movie and the, you'll hear about NASA if it's about space. Um but uh definitely um that was cool as a kid. I liked watching the shuttle get launched. K9. So, this is not technically an acronym and it's not really a short form. It's just using letters and a number, a letter and a number to represent a word. In English, the word canine is another way to say dogs, okay? It's not a common way but our dogs are canines. Um I don't know what cats are. Maybe one of you knows but dogs are canines. C-A-N-I-N-E-S. But if the police use dogs, it's called a canine unit and they'll use the letter K and the number nine. So, when they are trying to find someone who is lost, they might bring in the dogs. They might bring in a canine unit to help find the person who is lost. Um or if they're arresting someone, they might bring in the canine unit in order to um make the person stop running away. Dogs are good at that. Uh PIN, personal identification number. When I go to the bank, I put my bank card in the ATM and then I have to put in my PIN number. When I buy gas, if I put my card in the gas pump, I have to punch in my PIN number. So, Notice I said put in my PIN number or punch in my PIN number. We don't ever say personal identification number. Um you might be buying something in a store and the person might say oh you need to you need to put in your PIN which is your secret number that no one else knows that you can use to use your bank card. FAQ, frequently asked questions. This was more common in the older days on the internet. I think it's still common. Sometimes when you're on a website, there might be the home page, the about page and a FAQ or FAQ. Um you can say it both ways by the way. Um and uh oh notice I pronounced that one. Yes, I did. FAQ, FAQ. Um and that will just be like a list of questions with answers for all of the questions that people commonly ask. ABS. I like ABS. Both of my vans have ABS and this stands for anti-lock braking system. In Canada, in the winter, it snows. There is sometimes snow and ice on the road and when you hit the brakes, 
you slide. Instead of stopping, you keep going. But if you have anti-lock brakes, which I think everyone has at this point in time, the the my van will make like a funny noise because the brakes are being like applied and released very quickly every time like per second, like 60 times a second. Don't quote me on this. If there's an engineer watching, uh, <laughs> correct me. But it actually lets you slow down quicker. You stop sooner. Instead of sliding, your vehicle will use anti-lock brakes in order to stop um, before you hit somebody or go in the ditch. One of those two things. SUV. I used to have an SUV. An SUV is a sport utility vehicle. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this but I owned a Nissan Pathfinder when I was a bit younger. Um, we used to have one van and the other vehicle we had was a Nissan Pathfinder. I actually owned two. I think I had a 2001 Nissan Pathfinder for a while and then I had a 2003 Nissan Pathfinder. I bought them from my sister. My sister likes to buy sport utility vehicles because she likes to have four-wheel drive in the winter. My sister is a nurse but she's the kind of nurse that visits people in their homes and she likes to have a vehicle with ABS and she likes to have an SUV with four-wheel drive so that she can get in and out of people's places when it's uh cold and snowy outside. So, um those were nice by the way. If you are from Japan and if you uh have ever worked at Nissan, thank you. I I liked both of my Nissan Pathfinders. They were great. Great vehicles. Very, very well built. Eastern Standard Time. So, this is one where we don't actually say EST. Oh, we do I guess. It's more you would see it in writing though. Six o'clock EST. Yeah, I would say that but I would probably then say Eastern Standard Time out loud. So, I am in the Eastern Standard Time zone. You are in a different zone. Um in North America, we have Eastern Standard Time. We have um Central Time, Standard Time. We have Pacific Time, Standard Time. So, anyways, you will often see on my thumbnail that my English lesson starts at 8.30 a.m. EST, Eastern Standard Time which I think is 12.30 or 1.30 GMT right now. UFO. Uh in French is O-V-N-E. Object volant non inconnu probably. Yes. Anyways, this isn't a French lesson. A UFO is something that flies and it's not flown by humans. You will probably never see one in real life. <laughs> I don't think aliens exist really but some people do. But if you watch science fiction TV shows or movies, often there will be UFOs. Unidentified flying objects. This is a flying saucer we would call it um and it's something that you would uh only see if aliens came to visit us from another planet. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.